0: Hello and welcome to Bluebells Forever, a podcast with interviews of Bluebell dancers, past and present. Join Sherry Lewis, a Bluebell herself, as she leads us on a journey through story and experience. And now here's Sherry. So I am right across from Bob Mackie and I've been waiting three and a half years and I am, I got a little nervous And I'm so excited because I just put it on my wish list. I'm like, maybe. And I've had Pete Menefee several times. And you come up in so many of the interviews that I've done because the the focus is on Bluebell. So Don Arden, Bluebell Shows. And we talk about the creation of the shows, the costumes. We talk about disasters, especially those big shows. Like, you know, elevators don't go up. Girls almost die. It's just part of the show. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But they all talk about how wonderful it was to work with you because, like we were talking before recorded, those were very volatile rehearsals. Sometimes they went on for weeks, months, and you didn't know what mood you were going to get Don Arden in and to have someone be patient and kind. They always said, like, how, how generous you were as an our artist whole, to work our with. Our
1: company that we would come in from L.A. And, and we would fit all night. We'd work all day, get on a plane, come up and fit all night. And then some of our sewing ladies would go into the casino and gamble all night and come back with hundreds of dollars the next oh, morning. Really? You know, and I'm going, I couldn't do that if my life depended on it. I'm so tired.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah, those crazy hours of rehearsals too. It's like three you're in no the tired. morning, you're finishing. It's
1: to fit. And then the first time we did, the first time we did uh, uh what was it? The the MGM grand one, uh was Hallelujah, was Hollywood hallelujah hollywood um it didn't we 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 ran out of time on on the contracts the girls were sick of of just going to rehearsal every night for too long because it went on and on and on and and finally a lot of them quit and we got new oh. and then we had to fit the same costumes a lot of you girls. wow but, i mean some of the some of the principal girls stayed you know yeah pretty good job you know but still
0: well back then there was so many shows you could go to where you're nowadays right. you better stay where you are if you're okay with me reading the inside flap of your beautiful book because as soon as it came out I bought it and I was telling before there's books that I have like a pile of so many shows but this is one I hugged I <laughs> <had> it <laughs> I want to be best God, its best friend but it's, I, it's, I looked it's, through it's, it's good Oh, it's so good. But it's like I loved it first just looking at every single sketch. And then there's wonderful um, pages where you have the sketch and then you have the artist, the performer wearing it. Ooh, and there's all these other tidbits. I had to go back and read like all the little things of working with some of these celebrities and putting a Broadway show together. Like there's all these things that are amongst the gorgeous pictures. I go, no, this whole thing is like a history book and an art book. And it's it's so beautiful. It's on the top of it's on my on my, what do you call that coffee table? Like, as uh-huh. I like, put away the pictures of Greece and no, Bob Mackey's book is now my centerpiece on my coffee table.
1: It, it was just, you know, I, I fought with him like crazy because sometimes, sometimes they would reproduce a, a, a sketch and the sketch would be an inch and a half high. I mean, I said, what are we doing here? What, are we trying to keep it a secret? You know, <laughs> nobody can steal That's these crazy. designs. Crazy. You know, I mean, they, they, they the, 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 publishers do a lot of cookbooks, and maybe that. I don't know what <gasps> the deal is. But what was in, it
0: like putting it together? How much was they? You just submitted things to them, or did anyone interview you? Know,
1: the, the fellow, the fellow that wanted to do it in the first place had done this big, big Broadway book that's all like like silver on the outside. You probably have seen it. it's all photographs. Yeah, and it, and it's a lovely book. But but my my stuff is different. And there's t- TV, and then there's uh, you know movies and stage shows in Vegas. And it's just it was just a little bit of everything, you know.
0: I like that it follows your path too. So it's not like just a Broadway section or just a TV that you can see. Share well, shows up at four different places. I'm like she's like my favorite. And I'm like oh shares on another section because she did do.
1: But we did the, the
0: specials, we, and she did. We didn't Broadway. put like
1: all the shares together and all the Carol Burnett's together because then some of those sections would have been so big, and we yeah. just put them up and put them in other places. It seemed odd to do, but at the same time, it it worked better, I think. I
0: liked it because I because I like the kind of sequential because you see the evolution of share too, from the well, setting share show to her Broadway show, and her now is still all glorious. So I want to read this inside flap for if anyone doesn't know you, most of the people that listen to this are. <laughs> Bluebells, but also because I'm doing this, people are like, oh, I'm going to listen to that one. So I just want to read this inside flap. Cher, Carol Burnett, Bette Midler, Pink, Bernadette Peters, Tina Turner, Elton John, Liza Minnelli, Angela Lansbury, Diana Ross, Beyonce, RuPaul, and Madonna legends all and all have been dressed by Bob Mackey. For nearly six decades, the iconic and incomparable Bob Mackey has been designing stunning, unforgettable clothing. His unique, glamorous, sometimes hilarious. Creation has appeared on Broadway stages, TV, and movie screens, and red carpets worldwide. For his pioneering gen- genius and you- continual reinvention, he is a Tony Award and nine-time Emmy Award winner, three-time Oscar nominee, and a recipient of the Jeffrey Bean Lifetime Achievement Award for the Council of Fashion Designers of America. For the first time, he has granted full access to his archives and personal mem- memories for this lavish celebration of his achievements. So that's pretty, we're done. That's all I need to do <laughs> <laughs> okay. because I think I want people to understand a little bit of the scope. And I have to tell you a little bit of my connection to this because I talked to a lot of the dancers who were in Paris and England and they all, a lot of talk, how they found out about the bluebells is it was very well known in England. And at Christmas time, they would show the the Lido or the Moulin Rouge. So they go, that's what I want to do. But in America, we didn't have, I didn't know about the Lido or the Mulan, well, but I watched Sonny and Cher and Carol Burnett. And I go, I want to be an Ernie flat dancer. And I want to wear those costumes. How do I get that job?
1: <laughs> you know, Don, Don had a show in Hollywood when I was 16. And it was at the Moulin Rouge, which had been It was called different names over the over the centuries (laughs) i think it opened in the 30 early 30s maybe even the 20s and it was and it was like a real a vegas show except that they wore bras and so kids could go that was not a problem and and i thought i died and gone to heaven when i saw that show and it's a show that you've seen in movies sometimes you know, you'll you'll see like a whole the stage is full of people. He's where is that? Where do they see that show? How do I get to do. That?
0: Yeah, because I think it's a lot of us. We were lured in by the glamour. And then I was I knew I was going to be a ballerina. My ballet teacher said, you should go to Vegas because you're tall. You got long legs. You're good answer. You're pretty. I'm like, OK, just packed up and went. And my first job was at the flower shop at the MGM and I would deliver flowers to the dancers and go back there. And I would just like stay way too long and look at all the costumes hanging and want to do that. And then I did flowers for Cher one time because her drummer um, ordered flowers. So I'm like, I'm touching the roses that are going to touch Cher. I'm, I'm so close to Cher right now. And then I saw her show. It was 1979. She had, a I don't know if it was a residency. It was short. In Vegas. I don't know if you caught cost-
1: nine. Yeah. Well, she we started the TV show in 71.
0: Yeah, because I think she was not with Sunny. She was with Greg Allman because she told about. Oh, I mean, he, I cried
1: the whole way. I was just to be that close. Broken to- up with with uh, Sunny at that point. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But Sunny was like like you know, like being married to your father, kind <laughs> of she, <laughs> she didn't want think- to be married to her father, she wanted a young hot guy, you know. Yeah, more heartbreak. Yeah. but then
0: yeah so i ended up working in hello hollywood hello and pete Manafi and bill campbell did those costumes and i yeah. don't think i paid attention but my friends were like we wore bob mackie gowns in jubilee and Hello hollywood i'm like wait that's like my idol i had no i had no idea who miss bluebell was or don Arden. i just did the show and i
1: really didn't understand I the magnificence of the people on that first show i knew about them, but i didn't know them but then uh, we did you know we did all the all the feathers and the jewels and the headdresses and stuff in paris and and so you'd have to go there and get you know give them samples and give them big drawings of life size drawings of backpacks with feathers and stuff, and then you wait around to see a sample so you know i I got to like Paris a lot
0: <laughs> mm, I bet you get the best of the best well, I know when reading your book, you were doing. I wrote this down, but you you did a showgirl um, drawing, or I think you designed the costume. You were really young and it's like a purplish blue.
1: Oh yeah, And it was no, kind
0: no. of a challenge, like we need a showgirl thing and you designed it. And it's that like- was in art, That was in,
1: um, uh, that was, I went to an art school. I was under scholarship to an art school who, that had a costume design department. And they, they wanted me to go into illustration art, you know, and advertising and whatever. And I said, no, no, I want to design costumes. And they didn't really care if I did or not, but they didn't want me to, they wanted me to,
0: mm-hmm.
1: to, you know, to do that. But I did it, I got in there and uh, it was good for me. I learned a lot and we had real designers from Hollywood that came in and would do little, you know, uh, 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 different things different kind of assignments they were never big long ones but they were a couple of weeks and then they'd come back and they would you know and um, and then we had to do contests and I won a bunch of contests and I thought I think I better go to work it's time to go to
0: work (laughs) I was already
1: 21 or two something like that yeah
0: well because you because you mentioned how you love watching musicals I'm kind of curious what kind of kid were you were you always
1: very creative or were you seeing I, big? I grew constantly. Really?
0: You were always yeah. drawing?
1: That's all I did. I stayed home. I, there was no kids in my neighborhood, so I didn't have a lot of friends. School was one thing, but I didn't, you know. And then the minute I got to high school, we, we got a good drama teacher and we were doing plays and and people could sing and dance and carry on. It was really fun.
0: Did you do that part of it too, the onstage? So you you were a performer before? before or I at the, the same
1: time you know, in high school yeah I had, but that's I finally said to me should should I do more drama classes or should I just be a costume designer and do what you're good at and I said I better just do what I'm good at
0: <laughs> well thank god you did because there's plenty of performers out there out of work but like we the designers that make those things that's what that's I think the Don Arden things were just so above anything else anybody's seen and you can't just stick a bunch of feathers because i've worked for producers that were wearing stuff like that's a padded bra with some sequins on it it's not the same
1: (laughs) we all all know what those look like right yeah and it's like okay i kind of got used to it was just i i i really was uh, advanced in that area because i paid so much attention to it as a kid Mm. and you know i'd go to see everything I remember on my 15th birthday, there was a Hawaiian nightclub downtown Los Angeles that had Hula Girls and Hilo Hattie and the whole band. And my mother and my stepfather took me there on my 15th birthday. And I, th- I was thrilled. I was thrilled. It was like show business, you know. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And the next year I went to see the, the Don Arden show and I thought, wow, now this is really it. Oh my gosh! And Fluff was in that show. She was she was the lead lady in the show.
0: Which show was that? Was that the one that you said was in L.A.? Oh God! Or was well, that
1: okay. I was no, it was in L.A. Yeah, and it was at the Moulin Rouge, which had, oh, okay. it became the Aquarius Theater in the '60s, and before that, it was uh, oh God, what was it called in the '30s? It had a whole other name. it uh, got some history well they just changed the name to make it yeah. more current sounding right and and uh went to it a few times you know when i was in high school but uh i wasn't interested in school i was interested in being you know in the theater not yes. that that's oh my the gosh. theater but, <laughs>
0: Uh, Because I just remember in school when they'd say, what do you want to be? You know, the counselors, I'm like, I want to be a dancer. i say, no, you got to pick a real job. And they'd get so frustrated with the artist. Like, no, I want to do this. Well, there's no, it doesn't make sense to do that. You can't make money doing that. We are like, we don't care. We're going to do it. So sometimes you have to defy the counselors, the logic, sometimes the parents and go, I'm going to go for what I love. Because a lot of
1: times you don't get encouraged to do that. You don't at all because they don't understand what that is. My whole life, that was what I would say. What do you want to be when you grow up? You want to be a costume designer on Broadway. And then their eyes would roll back in their head and they'd leave <laughs> the room. You know, they just didn't even know what that was. I mean, that family yeah. never went to the theater, you know, the, the legitimate theater. Or right. At all, at
0: all. Wow. So when you saw it, it just kind of opened up this world of possibilities and imagination.
1: Oh, no, well, I, I just looked and then I saw uh, you know, American in Paris, the movie. And I saw that ballet and I said, I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's pretty nervy for, you know, what was I 11 or 12 when I saw that?
0: I love that. I love it.
1: I that? Yeah. yeah. You know, and if you think you can do it, you can.
0: So yeah. how did you have people encouraging you when you were in art school? Like, or did you just you found your own path, or did people say, "I can see you going here"? Here's how you go. Because a lot of us just had to when figure I,
1: it out. When I was when I was at Chenard Art Institute, which was kind of a Disney school on top of it all, oh. uh, what, my, the sewing teacher had been a, a, a Eleanor Powell's dancing partner. He, she had two guys that always did the big lifts and the flips and the stuff yeah. at the end of the numbers. And they were always in uniform and whatever. And he was, he was my teacher. He was an older guy by then, well into his sixties for sure. At that point, maybe more, I don't know, but lovely. And he loved what I did, you know, and he would see that stuff. And that was his idea always to have a show girl in the fashion show. Yeah. Nobody else but me was interested in doing show business. uh, Really? Yeah. They all wanted to to be in fashion. And I thought, oh, that's so boring.
0: (laughs) I'm going to say thank God that you followed your heart. Because that, yeah, like, we need thought, those people that go, I'm going to go opposite what,
1: uh, what everybody's telling me to go with what I, my, you know, when I was in fashion for about 10 years, all my fashion shows had a theme. They were either Broadway or they were, they were all different countries or, or what whatever, whatever. I, I, you know, they were never like, like just a boring fashion show. Yeah.
0: What was your first, you said you, you, I could be able to say audition, but you interviewed and you got your first thing. What was what was it that was your break to get into this now that you're a legitimate and a professional paid designer?
1: Well, I, I wasn't yet. I was giving it a try and I just couldn't go on any longer. We'd had a lot of contests and things we had, you know, and I won the, the Capizio Shoe Award for doing the best shoes and all that oh. stuff. You know, it just sort of came while I was in school. And, and then I'd been there two years and I said, I've got to get out of here. I've got to go work. And, and they said, Oh no, you have another year to do. We want you here for another year. They wanted me there. Cause you know, I was Mr. Show business. And, uh, and, and I said, Nope, I'm going to go work. I need to pay the rent. I need I have to pay bills. I've, gotta, mm-hmm. I've got to do it. And I wasn't sure I'd ever get hired. And, uh, and I did. And that first job I went, went to, was doing Marilyn Monroe's sketches uh, young designers <laughs> often work for designers in Hollywood and they do sketches or renderings for those mm-hmm. designers. And I, but then I, I got, I started working as, as a, a, an artist that worked for designers and I worked for Jean-Louis and that Marilyn Monroe film never got finished. They 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 fired her because she was never there on time and whatever whatever and uh, mm. and while I was working with him, uh, I I worked a little bit for Edith Head over at Paramount and mm. she liked what I was doing, so it was kind of like I I had the best of everything. I was never in the back room hiding from anybody. I was right in the middle of it all, and uh, and then I worked on the Judy Garland variety show that was on TV. Uh, I was the assistant designer on that. And once we started that one, um, and I worked with Ray Agion, who was also had been doing you know some Vegas as well. And we did Hallelujah Hollywood together because it was so crazy. We were doing so much television and so much movies and stuff.
0: So you were we, doing all this at the same time. So I'm reading some of those things you had, like going back and forth to do two huge things at once.
1: Always, always, um, yeah, just too much, too much stuff. But I love doing it. I never complain. What was the it.
0: process like? To did, did Don
1: Arden reach out to you, or what, how did you? It was. I was at the height of the share craziness, and he saw that. He saw what I was doing for her, and we did everything for her. We didn't just make evening gowns. You know, we did all kinds of costumes and funny things. And
0: oh, she had some fabulous. Like... He just called. He
1: called me. Really. Yeah. Know me? Wow! And, wow, wow. And I and I thought, well, what am I going to do? And I did these huge pink showgirls, and I just took them in, and that's <laughs> kind of all it took.
0: Did you show him all your sketches, or you just showed him a, a, I showed him those, and yeah, then, that was enough.
1: And then he, you know, how he was. I mean, he just order up anything, and he would tell me, "Well, do this, 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 and this," and I came back with a whole bunch of stuff, and. And then he just hired me.
0: Wow. Yeah. Wow. Because we were yeah. talking on photos recording, and, like how he could just Ray say. And clothes. I
1: did it together because we were, he was doing movies and TV specials and stuff. And I was doing stuff too. So we said, we better just do these together. And we did a lot of projects together because of that. We had a business. Yeah. yeah. Costumes was our business. We,
0: I've heard Pete talk about him a lot. And then I read your book. I started I like, oh, okay. You guys were really in a partnership of creating, especially when you were so... I don't know if that's the right
1: word. No, it was a good word. I mean, we 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 really... I mean, for to begin with, he asked me, he says, you want to go to dinner tonight? And I said, yeah, let's go to dinner. And and then we sat and we talked about what we were interested in. And, it was, and I thought, God, I've never go to dinner with anybody that knows what I do or understands it. Yeah. His mother is a couturier in, in Iran. And they used to do stuff for royalty there in Iran. And it was crazy. And I got it and I understood it. And and he got what I did. And I didn't. I didn't do the same kind of thing he did. So it we we worked well together.
0: Wow. What was the process like? With this? Does Don say, I've got this, you know, there's always a grand staircase. Does he give you a color scheme or a theme? Or does he just say, Don, do it and let me see? Don, Don
1: planned it all in his little head. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and he knew exactly what colors he wanted to do because he'd done every color combination. Mm-hmm. And he he knew exactly what he wanted. And he would show me swatches. I want to do this, this, and this. And then they come out in there in this color. And then I want to do leopard here with, with foxtails and coins. You know, those costumes. Yeah. And, and it's like, oh, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I did it. I mean, I, I, every time I'd have a week off from a TV show, I would just stay home and do huge sketches. My sketches were, were usually big, which is terrible because you can't travel with it. It's horrible. <laughs> it's like Scroll. Some of it to Paris. It's just like, ugh, Oh, terrible. So
0: you had done some performing, but I, I, no, it's such no. an important thing to know how, a costume moves because you can have this grand idea, and then the dancers can't move, or their neck is going to be broken, or no, there's a whole thing of how things have to be I well wa- crafted for their dancers to not I die. Dancers
1: in movies, I watched them on TV. There was so much dancing on TV in those days. Yeah, you know, and uh, you know, I watched him singing in the rain, and there's Ernie Flat just dancing his little heart out out there doing the Charleston and everything. And I thought, okay, well, you got to start somewhere. <laughs> yeah <laughs> did but he do
0: uh, i know he did carol burnett did he also do share no or, okay he was carol burnett because i wanted to be an ernie flat dancer and i did not he, know he was a singing in the rain. Carol
1: Burnett from new york he'd been doing the gary moore show there and he moved out to california uh with his partner and uh she stayed with her the entire time and uh and he didn't live long after we went off the air he he really didn't he did um, uh, sugar babies with Ann, Ann Miller. He oh, was, yeah, was in Purdue and, and Tony Kay, uh, one of the, one of our dancers, Tony Kay, was a really good tapper and she and so was he. So he was perfect assistant to, to, to uh, uh, Ernie. And, uh, and of course, she was the perfect standby for Ann Miller because she could do all that stuff. So that was kind of a good good thing after the Carol Burnett went off the air.
0: Yeah. It just yeah. kept going. That was like we think like how lucky we were to be born at this certain time. This height, this yeah. length of leg that we got to just work for years. And the best time for the Vegas thing, but also like for the variety shows that influenced so much that like Carol's, these younger dancers just started. Nobody could
1: afford to do those shows these days.
0: Oh, absolutely not. Yeah.
1: And, so I, we get... and she let me do anything. I never really? she didn't care if I ever showed her a sketch unless it was something different than we talked about, you know. Yeah. And and very often I would change because I said we've done the this kind of character too much. We need to do something else. And you know, that's how well, Mrs. This look... happened. Who? Mrs. Mrs. Wiggins.
0: Oh, Mrs. Wiggins, that was my fit. Mrs. Wiggins. She was supposed to be an
1: old lady, like, like a 90-year-old lady. And I said, we've done the, too many of these and people are complaining. And uh, I said, let's do it like a temp, those temp girls that don't do it. That. <laughs> and that's how it happened. Oh, my gosh. She, she let me really figure stuff out. Yeah, she, That's your job. I, and she'd come in. She said, now I know what I'm playing. This is great. You don't, oh, get, I, you don't get those people very often.
0: No, I feel like some people might be saying give me this exactly a certain way because love I you. love reading that part of the book of seeing like gorgeous gowns. With her. Yeah, she's got the gowns and then of course my favorite is was it Went With the Wind? Went With, with the Wind. Yeah, can you tell with. just I, I read the, in case people haven't read the book, can you tell the, that process of that? It's so iconic. If people only saw Little Carver, that they know that scene.
1: Well, the process on that of course was funny to start with in the movie and the real movie you know and it's it it was already silly you know when she got drapes down and you know one scene later she was in this beautifully made out of the drapes you know (laughs) and i thought what am i gonna do i'd done that costume on different variety shows and stuff as a joke i said i can't do it again and finally the, the day before we shot I put all that together and put it on her and I showed it to her right I called her and I said I have to show you this cuz I couldn't come up with anything and uh and she says well you have got to show Harvey or he won't he won't be able to take it
0: cuz <laughs> like, he breaks character a lot right oh my and, gosh
1: and so that's how that happened and now it just people just bring it up constantly it is.
0: It's because it's just it, it you were so surprised that it actually went that far with the curtain rod and the tassel but, thing on that, there. It's like you just that, went that
1: far. At that time, everybody had seen Gone with the Wind. But, at that yeah. point, you yeah. know, I, I didn't see I was it was it came out the year I was born, 1939 was. The, and so I didn't even know what Gone with the Wind was until I saw a movie magazine my sister had. And I said, who were those people? didn't even know who Clark Gable or Vivian Lee was. I had no idea. I was just a little guy. I was like five or six. Oh yeah, five years you're <laughs> forgiven. I used to think the strippers on you know downtown LA in the burlesque houses. I asked my mother we were in a bus going by it and I said, what kind of movies do they show there? <laughs> she says, oh well and she says you know they're strip teasers.'re <laughs> <That's laughs> strip teasers strip teasers Oh, what does that mean? She says, Well, they get they wear these big dresses and then they take them off. And and uh, I said, Well, who goes to see those movies? She says, Oh, all those men go in there and watch them get naked. And I went, What really? (laughs) You know, a little kid, really just a little kid. But I thought that must be some kind of great movie they show in there. (laughs) And they had these big life size blow ups of strippers, you know, just yeah as much as they could in those days you didn't right. see, well you know, on, the, on the street
0: yeah well, the education i do have to go back because that line next that carol
1: did bus stop but next to the bus stop, <laughs> you the bus stop. can't yeah. avoid it yeah no
0: is it carol that says the line i saw it in the window and i just had to have it that's yeah. why that was so funny because it was actually the drapes from the window it's just i saw it in the window I just had to have it. there's something close to that line which was
1: close to so that funny. Yeah. Well, it, it got laughs. I mean, it got the biggest laugh we've ever had. They 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 took the recording of the laugh and they just said, you know, we've never had a laugh that 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 long and that that hard. Yeah, so,
0: I read that in your book. I'm like, didn't they even t- have to take a little bit off because it was too long? Like that never happens. It's like, they, okay, it, this, this it, is going, it, going on it, too long.
1: <laughs> they sweeten it. They fix it. But but it was we've never had one like that. Wow. wow. It's and probably then, one of
0: my favorite lines in any. And then when Carol movie.
1: Carol did an anniversary kind of a special, and all these kind of performers and actors and stuff were went up next to it like like the the donkey at the state fair and had their picture taken with that on a mannequin. Oh my gosh! And shook our heads and went, "Oh, whatever."
0: I think of all the gorgeous things you created, and that becomes like a signature in a way. Because with Carol Burnett, she had like the most beautiful gowns, and then she had either yeah, so many funny, really funny, great costumes. Like there's a lot of playfulness in that, which I wonder if you get like stereotyped as a certain kind of a, a designer. You got to have like free reign and and run the gamut. Like you didn't just get stuck with only doing like red carpet gowns or whatever. You really got to
1: play I just did whatever I felt like doing. You know, I don't know, and uh, it, it was okay. It was fine. <laughs> But uh, and they had production meetings the day we did Carol's fitting in the morning, and I just said, you know, I can't. I have to fit Carol, and they said, well, we'll ask Carol, and Carol says, oh, I'm, I i do I'm fine. Just let him do what he wants. Who does that? <laughs> who, who does, does that? <laughs> yeah, who who finds those kind of performers anywhere? And then my other first performer that I had was Mitzi Gaynor, who was an amazing. Huh one to work with and dress you know and she was miss show business for sure yeah fabulous and uh, that was fun I had the best best clients ever
0: I know know. I look at reading through that list I'm like I
1: got too hard to deal with I just let them go
0: yeah because at a point you don't have to deal with that anymore if you've got divas like no there's not enough time for that you've got enough clients you don't have to play the game
1: well, you just want new people always. Just to try somebody new, but yeah, there's a couple. There's a couple that I just just decided life's too short. <laughs> but for the most part, I had the best ones. And Cher never knew anything about period clothes or any of that. She was just this young girl who knew about bell bottoms and fur vests and things like that. And then, and then when I dress her up in beads and jewels and crowns and she just went out of her mind she loved it and now she won't wear anything else
0: oh my gosh yeah Um, there there's a a line in there too that she was at carol burnett she was she was on and she saw the costumes and said i will wear these one day and you you said something like you just give her all the beads and like when
1: she was a guest guest on the first show first season we did really one day i want to have some things with beads on it and i said well just give me a call when you're ready (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, and now she's ready yeah there's like the most iconic like I think Cher like the the huge it's kind of like a mohawk with this Don Amici that was like because of that photo he got to be all over the press because he was standing next That's to true. Cher wearing your design
1: I said to her I said are you sure you want to give an award to somebody dressed like this like you're really pulling focus And she's "Oh, they won't care and I said well they might <laughs> he didn't he was in every paper the next day
0: Oh my gosh. That's like Yeah. Uh, by proxy. It's wonderful. Um, and I, I curious, like on both those shows, how much time you have to design and create yeah. these costumes because it is, it wasn't it shot weekly and yeah. you've got brand new characters and you have to be whipping this stuff up. Plus shot, you're doing other shows.
1: We shot the show that particular show. Oh God. We shot it on Friday nights and we'd start in the morning and we do a, a, a run through in costume, uh, with wigs we didn't do full out makeup we just wanted to get used to the wig and this and that whatever and um, then we did a show with an audience around noon noon noonish one o'clock whatever then we did a real show with a full audience everything perfect that evening and we were out of there by nine (laughs) (sighs) o'clock No fooling around, no staying all night and doing it over and over and over like shows do these days. Yeah. Looking for that perfect, you know, punchline. Uh, You know, we just, we didn't do it that way. Carol wanted to go home. Yeah. Dinner with the kids, you know.
0: That sounds a lot more sane. And then were you right the next day, starting up sketching and
1: getting ready for the next week? For the next week. I'd get a script that night. They'd bring the secretaries that bring the scripts around. And I'd be going through it like crazy while we were doing the second, the third show. And I would talk to Ernie. I said, what are you thinking for this? Because he always had these crazy ideas. And uh, and I went, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, sometimes you go, oh, no. Like a Kachina doll musical number. And you go, oh, shit, how do I do, <laughs> how, how do we? What do they look like? Oh, yeah, right. Okay. Wow! Because
0: Ernie was, did he have kind of full reign too for what he wanted for choreography? So this is the idea of the show. Absolutely, if we had a
1: great environment, show as a guest, he was in hog heaven always. But he uh, he did numbers every week, every single week. Some shows, you know, once a month they'd do a number. Not on that one. We we worked all the time. Wow! Carol, Carol could tap dance. She could do stuff. You know, she she was she was ready for anything. The wow. first show we ever did she says you know i have to crawl out of this window uh in this sketch and i probably should wear pants <laughs> and i went oh no you don't want to wear pants wear wear a tight skirt you have to look more vulnerable as a lady have going through all this nonsense and she went oh you're right she never she'd always worn something that made it easier to do the to do the the tricks and and she realized she learned she learned how to do the falls and all that stuff she could you know as as uh, the crazy old movie star coming down the stairs the stuff she used to do and she knew just how to do it she figured it out she never hurt herself ever wow
0: so it makes sense if you start out with carol burnett and that much freedom and play you know like we you could be picky of what you're going to do next. Cause it seems like you were def- definitely wanted for variety shows and award shows. And so it gets to the point where you can say, here's who I'd like to work with what I'd she like to her. do
1: Working with Vicki Lawrence, who was just a, a high yeah. schooler. You know, after a couple of years, she was doing the best shtick ever and the funny and getting her laugh, yeah. And, and, and uh, Harvey Korman would, would help her with her dialects and her accents and stuff. It was like school. The, yes. they, they had the best time and the most fun. And we did a, you know, we st- they, they did a read through on Monday. By Wednesday, we did a full run through of the show to check, make sure everything worked, you know, pretty much. Not, no costumes, just a, a run through. Dance numbers and everything. And, uh-huh. then, and then they'd see things that they wanted to improve or make it better. And by the next day, it was changed. completely Hmm. professional the most professional show i ever worked on ever ever
0: wow that's that's, and also if you've got people that are sane and it makes life a lot easier
1: well it was just she insisted on it yeah that you had you you, you couldn't go through and if she would do guest shots on other people's shows she says god i was there all night you can't believe how long we were there and, you know, Mitzi Gaynor shows, we used to be there till four in the morning sometimes because those numbers were so complicated. And then, you know, with 20, 30 boys behind her and, you know, it was it was tough, but she only did one a year. She didn't do. Yeah. She did every her, single week. She did stuff out on the road, you know, in nightclubs and in theaters and stuff, but but not like we did every week.
0: Wow. So I want to ask and kind of random where I'm going with my brain. I have notes. And I'm totally skipping them. <laughs> the, the, the Marilyn Monroe president dress. Can you tell a little bit of the,
1: the I was desire? Working, I was working for Jean Louis at that time and I came and she had, they had suspended her, you know, she wasn't very professional and she was yeah. troublesome and yeah. And so she called him and asked, she said she was doing the president's birthday. And, and uh, he didn't tell me that morning, I walked into work. He was doing a lot of Doris Day movies and stuff. And I was doing all his sketches at that point. That was early, early sixties, way early sixties. And uh, uh, he didn't tell me what it was for. It was like a big secret. And I went, oh, okay. And uh, I did the sketch that morning. And went on to back to Doris Day. And, and uh, uh, I didn't know until a couple of weeks later, and I saw the newspaper and there was a picture of her at Madison Square Garden and in her see through dress. But I didn't, I didn't, you know. didn't really, I didn't know what it was for. He wouldn't tell me. It wasn't my, wow. I was the, the helper boy. And yeah. didn't that, I didn't do that for very long.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You have some more say. So I have a question that this comes up a lot. We've actually done a couple episodes of what, how the showgirl will be remembered. And we always started out with what a showgirl's not like, not like the strippers you saw at the bus stop. We usually have to say, we're not strippers. We have to sometimes justify that we danced because people thought, oh, we just prayed around naked. And the the younger generation. When I was in, at the lead on Paris this year, that that younger generation of women, they own that we're showgirl and they're proud to be a showgirl and they are dancing their butts off. Like they are actually beautifully ballerina, ballet trained dancers. Really, and we
1: really dan- Anytime they didn't, they did. They got too tall. They would go over to Miss Bluebell. You know, I got to know them really well. And and Tricia was the lead showgirl. For the first show I did. What a beautiful, uh, amazing creature on stage. Yeah. Unbelievable. And last time I saw her, she really looked like somebody's grandmother, which I went, okay, good. We're all aging. <laughs> yeah, you well, know why
0: your grandma to look like a like a. You know, a she was queenly
1: girl. A normal, she cooked dinner and took care of her husband, who was Boo Bill's son. Yeah. And it was just, it was funny to know them all because it was, they were just in business, you know, they, but she was just- right. they, amazing looking you know we had some beautiful girls you know and, and those those young young english girls that would come in and some of them were so they were just they were stupid they weren't smart you know they weren't old enough to be smart yet <laughs> oh and, i like that you're not old enough to be smart yet <laughs> well i mean the first the night before we opened uh hallelujah hollywood <laughs> One girl went, oh, look, you can put your foot under that stair. Oh, and somebody ran up the stairs, and the stairs went right down on her foot. And she said, well, you know, I'm in the show, but I can't be in the opening night, so I can sit in the audience and watch it. And I went, oh, (laughs) she you You talk about
0: how naive some of us were, like we really didn't know.
1: she, She must have been maybe
0: 18.
1: Yeah. She, you know, she was just too tall and pretty, pretty girl. And then he'd scream at them if they were a little bit dumb, you know, and they were the kids.
0: Yeah. So what would be your definition? Because a lot of us say what a showgirl's not, but we've had a harder time defining what a showgirl is because you've designed for them. That's different than designing for regular dancers. So in your mind, Very when different. you picture the quintessential
1: showgirl. I don't know. I just, um, I didn't do any naked showgirls as a kid. You know, I mean, I, I knew they had them, but I just never did any because I was in high school, you don't do naked showgirls, you know, and you don't, you, know, you just did. And then I, I said, well, I could do that. One of the first things Edith had asked me, she said, do you know how to do strippers? When I first, when I was there working for another designer in a, in a rented, rented office, and she came in and said, Hi, what's your name? Bob. You know, I said, I'm gonna his head. Maybe I can get a job. <laughs> and, and uh and she says, Do you know how to do strippers? And there was a Paul Newman movie that had a couple of strippers that did tricks, funny tricks, uh in the movie. It was a terrible movie. Anyway, uh, and I said, Yeah, I could do strippers. I know, I knew I could. And um, and so I did a bunch of strippers and then I worked on that movie for a while. And, I was with Edith for a couple of years. I'd go back and forth to Jean Louis and then Edith had. He was on one part of town and she was in Hollywood at Paramount, wow. and uh, it, it it was it was great for me. I mean, I I got started right away, you know, and it was never in the back room cleaning up the mess or anything. Right, I just had to do my work.
0: Yeah, well, I even talked to Bob, uh, to Pete Manafi, like being an altar boy, and then you're sketching breasts and you're sketching bodies, but it is a different design too, like how it was supposed to showcase the female form. It wasn't tawdry, it wasn't lewd. Like you show off the legs, like the cut of the g-string and the way that it's presented. So was that like a fun you're challenge really,
1: for you? You really know. You start learning your your craft. When you work at doing those kind of shows, because you learn how to do the g strings and you learn how what the boys wear and what they those funny things when they're half naked and you know, except I just said no to you know <laughs> the white tie and tails with their butts out. You know, just don't <laughs> do it. I no, I can't do it. This is this is tasteless and horrible. And I mean, that was a
0: don, but that was before we recorded. Each other. That was a darn hard request that you said no.
1: I said, no, I said no to him. And I thought, Oh, he's going to blow his top. He never did. He never, he never gave me trouble. He gave everybody else trouble. Oh yeah. He never gave me trouble. So I must have liked what I was doing. Oh my gosh.
0: Well, Robert rang. Do you, do you remember work with Robert? He was like production designer? Of course. Yeah. I've seen him in years. Yeah. I interviewed him and he was saying like, he said no, or he told Don off. Like, you will not talk to me that way. And then all of a sudden, Don was really nice to him because I think when he knows you're not going to cower that you stand up or
1: you just no, say, no, he's like, okay, he, I respect he, you a little bit more. He had, a, there was a every now and then there'd be a lack of of just good taste. And yeah. Go, oh, oh no. You know, <laughs> it, so I didn't, I never minded bare boobies because, you know, there they were. And he never, he never hired girls a great big. Yeah done boobs i mean they usually it was the pretty pretty young and cute and we had we had ladies (coughs) that had you know children at home and husbands and cooked dinner at night and then came to rehearsal and he made him rehearse all night he made him he put he always put them on the on the uh, 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 the schedule if they were really doing the show the time they'd come in and how long they'd be there and what did we do? There were times when we did three shows in a, in a night. You know? Yeah. <laughs>
0: wow. Wow. Yeah. So those, those costumes are, and they're, they're still, which I asked you, we thought, and we didn't have quite an opinion yet of the Dita Montice show that's coming back with yours and Pete's costumes. And I'm not, there's a lot of division on what people think are these costumes, should they be used this way if they were designed for this and also how much permission was given? But I think that those costumes, they still look amazing. They were so well-crafted that well, they just they need were, a good blow dryer to get the feathers fluffy. And they, and they were
1: too. Looked- you know, that, yeah. that show ran, what, 34 years or something? Yeah. Just, who, who I mean, you have to replace them. You, they don't have Yeah, especially them. feathers. Yeah. But they, they were amazing, you know, the way it looked. I went to the very last night of, of uh, Jubilee. That big finale, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That was, it. I thought, well, you know, it doesn't look too bad. I hated some of the things they changed later. Yeah. Um, but, but I, I, I wish I'd had my little Mike programs from the old days. I could show you pictures of Fluff. Yeah. I've seen some pictures. Girl.
0: Yeah. She had her glory days because I was, all she, I had seen is pictures of her older. And then I went, oh, no, she was stunning and she was oh, a great my, performer.
1: And I, I did see her the first time in God, was it Hollywood? What was the name? What was the name of the show you were in? I How was old? in Hello
0: Hollywood. Hello. That's the one in Reno that the MGM in Reno is. She yeah. was in Hallelujah, Hollywood. I think she was at the Dunes and something too no, in Stardust.
1: She wasn't in uh Hallelujah Hollywood. And she, she was, was in the,
0: Hello. She was yeah. the
1: boss. Yeah. She was the boss. But she had been, she had played. Maybe it was the one, it was the one in Vegas and she played the widow in, in the Titanic. Yeah. How many times did I see the Titanic? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, yeah. so you also, you were there for Hallelujah Hollywood, which only, it ran like five years, which is normal. Jubilee yeah. is an anomaly, but then the Jubilee is starting all the design. And then where was your process when the fire happened? Because there's so much that was lost we in that. Ready,
1: we were ready to open So all your stuff was done and designed later. Some of it hadn't even come in yet. It was still being worked on. It would have been made. It would have been finished a a day or two later, you know? Yeah. And uh, we, one of my favorite people in the world uh, got in the elevator and died. I mean, it was just.
0: Yeah. Pete shared that story. That's just, it's so heartbreaking.
1: It was horrible. It was just horrible. And we didn't go in. Ray and I said, well, there's nothing to fit. We're working on everything. It'll be ready tomorrow, but it's just not ready. And so we didn't go in that night. Oh, wow. And it was like, oh, horrible, horrible. Yeah. Really so were horrible.
0: you, did you have, was it kind of just taken care of and you were done with the show at that point? You didn't have to go back in and redo anything? or re- we, we did a
1: lot of things. Something you did have- got ruined and, and fire damaged and smoke damaged. and We had to get new New, I think certain new feathers, most of the jewelry and, and the big diamond whatever's, um, bras and you name it, uh, uh, got cleaned and, and- So I heard it was a big task to
0: get those all clean yeah. individually and the backings were all smoked damaged. Nothing,
1: nothing looked like that show, like the opening night in Vegas when everything was brand new and it just, it was like magic. And uh, we we got it all cleaned up. I mean, it took a while. It probably took a good month before we could really open. We couldn't. Yeah. We couldn't open the next day or two at all. Well, I'm
0: just seeing it. It, it is a tragedy, and like that, like Pete talks about losing his friend and being caught in the fire, thinking
1: he was going to die. So
0: to just push through, I, and open. Like I'm to... glad there was time in between to process. Like this was a tragic event.
1: Oh yeah, no, and we weren't there that night. If I, oh, I'm kind of grateful I wasn't because yeah. I wouldn't have handled that very well.
0: Yeah, it's
1: just terrifying, you know. And you know, it Terry, this girl who worked with, should say, direct assistant, did all the fittings and everything. And she, she had two two young sons at home. You know, it was tragic and horrible.
0: Yeah, and part of the part of the history. Yeah. And then- yeah, I think it's always good to like honor like the process and people and that not everything goes smooth.
1: No, no. And this woman, this woman didn't have to do the job. She didn't have to work at all. She had a husband who was a, an executive at CBS and she just loved doing it. She loved the girls. Mm-hmm. She loved doing doing the job. And she was she would do anything for any any dancer on that show if, if they needed help or they needed a little extra They'd come to me and say, "Well, can we do this, this, or this?" And I said, "Yeah, let's let's fix that." I said, "Just because it's a good sketch doesn't make it look good on everybody."
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's I want to ask about that too because you've got very different body types. The showgirls, it's a given—they're five foot nine, six foot two, long legs, long torso. But when you're working with stars that have all different
1: body types, and I don't know how good they feel about their body. Standbys, standbys on on Broadway very often can't wear the same, even though they have their very own costume, they can't wear the same design sometimes. It just doesn't look good on them. I had I had one on the Cher show on Broadway a few years ago, and I just redesigned it completely. And I went to the director and I said, you know, she just she looks good in this, but she doesn't look good in this. And it worked fine. Nobody knew the difference. The audience right. knew the difference. And she was so grateful. She looks so mm. good. But, you know, it's just the wrong proportion sometimes. Yeah. It doesn't happen that often, really. I yeah. mean, usually, if it's a principal outfit, they'll wear the same exact thing. I know when, when Bernadette Peters was doing, uh what is it called? Into the Woods?
0: Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Everybody that played the witch from then on was dressed up like Bernadette Peter's hair, costume, everything. Uh, and, Really, you know, they, why don't they just kind of make it work for that girl? Yeah. But they don't, in New York, oh no, it can't be that. It has to be exactly. And I said, no, it doesn't. Not if it doesn't look good on them. Right. Or they're supposed to look beautiful or it's supposed to look funny or whatever. You have to kind of play with it a little bit. Yeah. I don't know.
0: Well that's like the, these pictures that are taken in, in people magazine those pictures they're forever so they have to feel good when it's an award show so the design like for their body to feel confident like it's a big deal because it's not like a show that people leave like those are like out there forever of those beautiful things that you've designed where it makes them probably feel the best they can well, there's certain things and that, beautiful
1: on show girls like the big numbers at the end when they come down the stairs you, you're pretty safe doing certain things but it doesn't always work especially if if it's like a broadway performer who has to sing has to dance has to do comedy you you often can help them with with this with their costume and they're grateful because very often you get in front of the mirror and you go it looked good on her yesterday the other one
0: (laughs) yeah yeah bodies are different and they don't
1: it, wow. it, just, it always worked that way you
0: know? yeah and not all fabric is forgiving
1: or well <laughs> you know you do the best you can
0: yeah I have yeah. I had to throw this I have a friend that knew I was doing this and and without naming her she just had to I have to ask about working with Lu- Lucille Ball I just watched Zigfield Follies the other day just and I think I'm wondering how much that inspired you too of just the glamour of Zigfield, but also
1: well, Lucille I, Ball's a big one I saw that one you know uh I was still, I, I saw that on television. I think when I, I was still in high school when I saw that and I thought, well, she's perfect showgirl. She, she looked great in those clothes and she often played showgirls in movies. She was on one the other day, a movie I've never seen before, all done up in white feathers and stuff. And, and she, you know, she knew how to do the tricks and how to walk. She couldn't really dance. She couldn't sing. They They dubbed her.
0: Yeah. But, know yeah but
1: she looks stunning who, in them. who look like that who right like Lucy? and she always in the beginning when she first came to hollywood if there were models in the scene of a couturier she'd always be one of them so oh, there's lucy you know really <laughs> yeah. what did
0: you actually design for because i have it in the book but then i can't remember because she's in here a, a bit and her and carol burnett were was together
1: oh. every every year uh, in the first beginning of the season. And then she did specials with Carol. And then I did I did a whole uh, Danny Thomas big specials he used to do in the, in the early 60s. Uh, she did that a couple of times. It was the wonderful world of burlesque. And, and she did a whole thing where she flew on a wire over the audience like a butterfly with wings. And she was, you know, they told her, we'd like you to fly like Mary Martin did. She was determined to do it. Really? Say, oh, no, I won't do that. No, she was. And then she bitched about it because it hurt. They used to make those those things out of jeans. Out of, out of. Really? Yes, they made them. And they were all, you know, welted together with studs and things so they wouldn't fall apart. And it hurt like hell because it's just like right in your crotch. Yeah, that doesn't look comfortable. <laughs> and she, the words that came out of Lucy's mouth. She <laughs> <the words. laughs> ah, and but, she's flying over. But, you know, I mean, San, Sandy Duncan, of course, did Peter Pan and different people. And Mary Martin, of course, did Peter Pan. But but uh, Lucy was determined to do that. Really? She was going to. Even if it hurts. show them. Even well, then I read about
0: Pink hanging upside down and you designed her costume. That Pink, is amazing. That cape great. into.
1: Crazy, crazy, Pink. Yeah, I just didn't it,
0: she go upside down in the water and then spin and get the. I mean, I, there was like that upward. must have been fun.
1: Yeah, yeah, she's she's wild and sings. Yeah, so she clears her throat, so you know she's not lip syncing. Ah,
0: something to watch for. But I, I love the span of your career because Pink is still very relevant, um, it, and so it's just really great to see like your stuff trans. It just it it's timeless.
1: I'm not, you know, I'm. I, I'm I, I'm not afraid of of stuff, and I'm I'm never I was never afraid. If we, all of it, we had uh, on the Carol Burnett show. All of a sudden, we had Mama Cass be a guest one week, and Carol just loved working with her, and she was funny, and she could do stuff and sing and and whatever. And all of a sudden, we were having her on like once a month or more. And 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 I said to the producer, I said, you know she's going to cost you more money because we have to make everything she wears. Everything yeah. She wears has to be made from scratch and not rented or not out of stock or, and I mean, we made most of the stuff anyway, but it's still harder for her. I mean, we didn't even have a figure that, and we, we made one, we made a figure.
0: Really? Yeah. And she huh. was,
1: and she did. And she was not afraid to do anything. You know, we did a whole Mae West number with the boys. And then we did a big gypsy number where she was this gypsy woman and the violins. And the, you know, and it was just fabulous that she went for it.
0: Oh my, I'm going to start pulling out the Carol Burnett because you can find these shows again around. And I just watched Pennies from Heaven because I read that in your book and I forgot. It's a dark, interesting movie, but the production numbers are really fun.
1: So dark. It is so The storyline's
0: not really the most redemptive. (laughs)
1: No, no. It, it, I, I did last year, I, I did the uh, Turner classic movie, Cruise, and I had to show a couple of movies and then answer questions about them. And it was the audience was having a hard time dealing with that movie, even though some of yeah. the movies were really fun. Yeah. You it's know, the
0: contrast that makes it like, were, oh, wow, this is a scene and this is a musical. they this... show
1: business people. They love movies.
0: Yeah.
1: And most of them had never seen that movie. It didn't do any business because it was so dark.
0: Right. It was yeah. very confusing. I forgot all that dark part. I just remembered the production numbers like, oh, yeah, that's the life I want to live where everything's all oh, shiny. The, like The
1: wife shows her, her rouge nipples. You know, you go, you know, people think they're going to an MGM musical, which it was yeah more more (laughs) relaxed than we want and they and they ran out of money halfway through and and we we cut a huge finale big ballet at the end which i I had for the the sketches around in my my you know in my little studio in in a drawer and i just i thought god if i had just done that how fun that would have been because i have all they're all there
0: well maybe maybe there'll be a freedom a uh, new redo so well, you're not slowing down at all you're still creating you've got yeah. your qvc and then i was gonna i'm trying to i'm gonna buy one yeah, of the I, I, I barbies i just I have to decide any,
1: i don't do any more qvc oh you don't do that anymore okay no i didn't actually when covid came in we had there was some leftovers and people weren't buying clothes or anything it was just crazy oh yeah and and i said well would you come and do it they said and i was already had quit i just said i can't do this anymore. And and uh, I said, but you know, if I, if I could do it in my dining room where I am right now, we could just do it directly. And that's whenever all the new shows were, had these, these funny circle lights and everything. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I, I did a whole year of QVC selling out stuff that would probably still be sitting there. Wow. And it was fun because I, all I had to do was, you know, get up and, <laughs> a little paint on you know and sit at the table and and uh and we didn't have models they were there at the studio in pennsylvania which oh my gosh
0: we got so creative during covid like
1: things that like we never would <laughs> well, think would be things live differently they really yeah. did and nobody bought clothes everybody had sweat clothes on all the time <laughs> yeah, one of those
0: somebody called it hard pants like I didn't know I gained weight until like I put hard pants on because we've been living in sweats. So the hard That's, pants that I, let you know how much. You're right. Yeah. No, no so bras.
1: Even put on their pants. <laughs> <laughs> that Ooh. was a
0: big day when you put pants on.
1: Yeah. Oh
0: my gosh. So do you still take offers for work or are you retired or what's kind of no, your no, no, pace no, no, these I, days? I
1: take offers, but but I'm kind of, I try to be careful about, what, Yeah. you know, I'm, a, I'm an old guy, but uh, we, just, we just had a, we have a, a, a uh, a documentary coming out in gen- January. I think if the strike will be over soon. Yeah. That'll be interesting to see how that turns out. We started it way early, but then we went through the COVID thing and everybody was. And now oh, really? it's been a long process. We're dealing with the strike now. So that's. And then we also, uh, I started doing Barbies again. I, I... Mean, For eight years, I didn't do any. I just said, oh, I had enough of that. And they asked me last year if I would do. Uh, a holiday barbie uh, and I did and it sold out and we have another one coming out this year a different one and then next year there'll be another one and then they want me to do a more expensive collector dolls which I used to only do
0: yeah weren't they like limited edition
1: uh, yeah but to a point you know yeah but do you want to show that doll no it's it's just that she could have a sneak preview there. I'll give you a sneak oh. it's not on camera anyway this, this is this this coming years she's an angel
0: oh my gosh that that hasn't been released that's coming
1: you haven't seen that yet it's that like, is beautiful that's, that's coming up this this it's holiday this christmas. Yeah. christmas oh my oh, gosh you're getting, okay. you're getting the ring lights on her
0: Or yeah. <laughs> two doing the the, the uh, yeah. at-home theater that is so beautiful because i want to get a showgirl one i just can't decide which one to get yet
1: well, because this, the barbie movie,
0: movie coming awesome. out i love right. but i want a showgirl barbie
1: well, my favorite, of course, was was the goddess of Africa, which is a brown and a little little Afro haircut and the full African hair. But then we have a, a circus one where it's kind of like pink, but she has red hair and she's Is she
0: in track. a swing? No. Yeah.
1: yeah. I s- saw yeah. that one. That one. Then we have one, what is uh, ma- Madam, uh, what is her? uh, uh, uh yeah. Yeah. What's the, what's the name? Well, you have a whole bunch of them. But you want to talk about the vampire? Vampire, yes. The oh know?
0: yeah, yeah. I saw. It's, yeah, they're so, in your book. That's where I saw them. I saw them in your book. I was like,
1: if you look close, he's got little things. Yeah, that's so fun. It's in a casket. I mean, it's so bizarre. Talk about sick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you got to lean into that dark side. It's fabulous. So I, I would like. I, I really appreciate your time, and I'm going to not keep you on here forever, even though I have many more questions. But I'm just curious when you. Is there anything that you preferred, or was it all fun? Like, like doing Broadway, doing movies, doing red carpet. You know
1: it's, it it is all fun. Sometimes you end up with with directors or or a choreographer you can't stand, but yeah. not often, not that often. Yeah. I basically like most people in that business, uh, but every now and then you get one. You know, you just do. Oh. Uh, well I have I, I've worked with yeah I have a, I have like a hundred choreographers that I've worked with over the years and and uh I've, they've given me awards choreography awards just because I worked with them you know and they voted really? for me and because
0: they you I've choreographed musicals just high school level but like they like the wardrobe sometimes doesn't pay attention people have to dance in these things like they give you something like well we have lifts. Or we have this. And they go, nice, well, nice they can't. They have to take it out. It's like, no, you actually want to make the design work for, they work together as opposed to like an
1: opposition. Yeah, no, it's, it's a lot of people don't get it. A lot of people want to be costume designers, but they don't know how to do a costume. <laughs> yeah. They buy a pattern and then they make a dress. And isn't it nice? And I said, "Yeah." yeah now what? <laughs> yeah. Can you move in that? Will it fall apart on the first I, lift? I never had a problem there. I, I, always, I always in my brain, I always under. I'd watch the number one rehearsal, and I oh, they do that, and then they have to do that, and then when she bends over and kicks her leg over her head, oh, I have to do that, you know. And it just kind of all clicked in, and and it made sense to me. I never had a problem doing dance clubs ever.
0: I think what I picked up from your, one of your first things was you were observant, you were watching, like you were paying attention. Where I think so many people, you, we had gifts around us, they just weren't observant and seeing, like you can learn so much by just watching. And I feel I feel like there's a certain kind of brain that gets that and then you create from that as opposed to like, I have my agenda and now we, we have to make this met. Like there's really a beautiful brain that paid attention early on strippers, whatever, whatever your questions were, you were paying attention.
1: No, but I I just did. I don't know. It was just part of the job. You know, you don't just, you don't make a pretty little dress to do a dance number in. she can't kick up her legs or, or whatever she had or t- spin or whatever, yeah. you know, whatever she's doing, you, you, you have to think about all that. And I did early on. And, but yeah. I did, when I went to the movies, I, we would take these cross-country trips in my family to Indiana, you know, and you go through all those deserts and you see all those sunrises and sunsets. And I would always, in my brain, I would always say, well, what would citrus wear there? <gasps> oh, I'd
0: love that, I'd love that, I'd
1: love that. <laughs> I, in my head, I was so bored, you know, driving. We'd drive all night to get there.
0: Yeah.
1: And and I I would always design for Leslie Caron or Sid Chariz or The Current, whoever it was. In oh, movie, man. It's a gainer. You know, in my head, what would she what would look good then? Because in those movies, all of a sudden we were doing all these dream ballets. Because yeah. of the red you shoes. could get away with anything. Well, the red shoes just made every there was a dream ballet in every movie in those days. And I was just 12. I, I remember turning 12 on one of those trips. And I said, well, I could do that. I figured that one out. You know, yeah, and that's all I, I cared about just to make it all look good. And I loved Jean mm. Kelly and Fred Astaire and all that.
0: Mm.
1: And uh, I don't know. I, I just that's just what I I did. it's It's funny when you decide to do something early on and you just do it. you, know? you were you were going for it. I, I, I just I don't know to say
0: in my rehearsals, I have a Parisian cabaret. I'm still kind of keeping that show girl live a little bit. But sometimes when I'm setting something, I say, imagine what you're wearing. Because if they're wearing their dance clothes, they dance different when they imagine what they're wearing. And one of my friends who's my assistant in this, she wore um, the jewel. She was in Jubilee and wore the jewel showgirl things. So she will show them a picture of that costume. And now when you're walking, imagine wearing this. You're not in your sweats. You, You will stand different. You will present different. You will feel beautiful. If you imagine what you're wearing instead of like rehearse one way and then put a costume on, like while you're rehearsing, imagine like when you said, "What would what would um, Sid Charisse wear in this?" Like, what would I wear in this that would actually change how that was I perform? Anything
1: I had to refer to was yeah. was what I saw in the movies, you know, and then then when I finally went to see the Moulin Rouge on Sunset Boulevard, you know, and uh, but it, it, it's funny how you just. If you're interested, you soak it up and you pay attention. And if you're not, you're not.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> I want to thank you for this because it's very inspiring. I'm very also, excited for people. Also, I went.
1: To, I went to see Moulin Rouge, the movie. Have you ever seen the movie? I've seen it. Yeah. What do you think? I, well, I loved it, of course, because all those can can girls and yes, do it and oh my god, and and where does he go where all those naked ladies are? I didn't realize they were whorehouses. I was. only... <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you didn't learn all those things at five and
0: twelve. You gotta wait till you're an adult to learn where the naked ladies go.
1: Well, one Halloween, I dressed myself up like a Toulouse-Lautrec lady and went to school. <gasps> really? I was a whore, you know, in the fourth <laughs> grade or whatever. Did anyone get it? Because there's like wasted reference when people nobody, have no idea who Toulouse-Lautrec is. Got it. None of my family, <laughs> none, none of them went to see that movie. Are you kidding? They went to oh, L- love- and war movies. That, that was it. That was what if we went to the movies that what we saw my mother always took me to see musicals.
0: Mm, that was your education.
1: And, and, and Technicolor. Mm. You know,
0: And we lived in Technicolor. Somebody was saying when we have our dreams, it's in our 20s that our dreams are Technicolor. Yeah. Like my dreams now not so much color. But people say well we live technical if you're in a don Arden show or wearing bob mackie or pete exactly. Menefee, we were living in technicolor with like <laughs> sparkle sequence texture feather and so no wonder our dreams are and i ask people what their show dreams are usually they can't find their headdress or the music's on they don't know how to get on stage or like i'm supposed to know the choreography and i don't remember it so all of us dancers still have the dancer anxiety dreams and it's like, I think it's when life feels like you don't know what you're doing, you're supposed to know what you're doing. You have to revert back to your dreams of, like, I'm be supposed be to be know what car I'm car doing. The what? Need my car keys. <laughs> I lose them every day. <laughs> Just replace those dreams. You can't find you your, um, can't your ass go to assless work chap without your car keys. <laughs> right that's why you hang those where you can find them oh my gosh thank you bob so much for this i really appreciate it and then if you're okay with me sharing because i know so many people will love this is the man who designed
1: what they were raging question that you forgot to ask just just call joe okay we'll set it up
0: okay thank you thank you thank you joe for setting this up i appreciate
1: it you're welcome
0: this was just uh i can retire i can die i'm good I had my interview, I'm good. I'm, I've finished my life. <laughs> completed that's what I need to do on this earth. Okay, thank email you.
1: Email me if you need anything else.
0: Yeah, thank you. And any photos that you want to send or what Bob's doing now, we can share links and oh, get people, okay. to also, I'll also share the book link too so people can get the book. Cause it is, be it is so beautiful and everybody should have this. So. Well, Amazon has it. Yeah, well, I bought it on Amazon.
1: She needs the link, needs the oh, link oh, and oh, the oh, art hey, covers I'll and all you. that. Yes, yes. Yeah, so, Joe, will,
0: Joe will hook me up with all that. I'll hook
1: you up, baby. <laughs> thank <you.
0: laughs> oh, thank you.